are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Red Nation to another episode of Locked On Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman, and you can find us everywhere on all of the major podcasting platforms. Uh, that's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. Guys, don't forget to check out HoustonSportsPress.com. And I'm coming to you right now. Cody knows the news. I, I told him earlier, but I'm coming to you guys right now. Um, I, I don't know how I would describe my feelings, so I'm just going to come out and say it, that I was diagnosed with the coronavirus. And, you know, I, I thought I was doing everything right. Uh, outside of the last week and a half, two weeks, I was a little reckless because of my birthday. And I think that's where it got me. But I was doing everything right this entire time. Mask, gloves, really social distancing, not really dealing with people. I mean, I've seen Cody in the last what, four or five months, maybe three times. Um, and this is when I knew, yeah, if that, right, this is when I knew something was wrong with me. I was, uh, on my trip out of town and the day before I didn't eat anything, but going throughout that day, I started to just feel very tired. Last Thursday was the day I was coming back into our villa. I stayed in, in a, in a, in a villa on the beach while I was out of town. And I was sitting down, and all of a sudden, I I felt like I was tackled by Vontez Burfitt. That's how bad of a headache I had. I mean, it felt like I needed to retire, and I don't play contact sports. That's how bad that headache had me just curled up in my bed, just in pain, could not move, couldn't open my eyes. Any form of light that got through my eyes made it worse. Uh, after that day, it, I just, it was a 12 hour intense headache, full of pain. After that, I felt fine and I was very optimistic. But then, you know, the adult in me said, whenever I got back in town, go get checked out. And all of the, all of the, um, Houston access that they've doing they're doing with the free testing. I mean, guys, I want to say a lot of us need to be very thankful, which I'm sure you guys are, but that we are not under the poverty line because I would say if I stayed on hold, I think I would still be on hold right now waiting to set an appointment to get tested. That's how long of a wait it is. Uh, I called some places and the availability didn't open up until Friday of this week. And I called on Monday. I mean, it's it's crazy out here. So luckily I have insurance through the city and I went to go get tested, came back positive, And right now I'm doing the best I can with quarantine even more than what I had already been doing. I mean, I now I officially can't go to work, but I got to tell you, man, it sucks right now. I can't taste anything, can't smell anything. So my dog, if he drops a deuce on the floor somewhere, I have to physically see it because I won't be able to smell it at all. And I think he knows that because he did it. He, he dropped one on the floor and he, you know, 
I had to clean it up, and he never does that. So I think he knows something was up, and he just wanted to test me. But nonetheless, the NFL, that's why you guys are here, the NFL, the Houston Texans, the NFL dropped some news today about preseason. They will be cutting down preseason from four games to two games. And with the CBA, it was initially going to get cut down from four to three. But I think with everything going on, I even mentioned it, the smart play was absolutely to knock it down. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. I, I think preseason could be knocked down to one game. Boost. I, this is this is my thinking right now, Cody, if you don't mind. We're going to talk about this throughout the show. But boost the player maximum on a roster, the minimum maximum on a roster right now, because this is just crazy. There's nothing that you can do that can change it. There's no vaccine right now. There's There's nothing. So give teams leeway, right? Let them cut players. Players need to be cut. We get it. We understand. But uh, increase the maximum amount of players you can have on a roster with the regular season. And I think if you're going to have a playoffs, do that as well. Increase that number as well. They They have already increased the practice squad. Those numbers should be increased because you really can't tell if, if we're just two preseason games, Cody, I don't think you can really tell much out of two preseason games because rookies got to play. Vets that got to play that are still fighting for Ross spots. And then guys coming in the second and third year want to knock off us and Russ. I, I just think right now in the NFL, they're doing everything in their power to ensure that there is a football season. And we knew that was going to happen. We knew that. And I got to tell you this, if the NBA season goes – according to their plan, then the NFL absolutely will probably more than likely have a season. They cannot stand having someone else show up in their season. Now, MLB, the end of the season is what? Uh, October? November? Is that? Like, when When, when does the, end of the MLB season end? It's, it's still in the fall, but you got to think about it. There's only two monsters in the fall. The NBA kicks back up in October as well, but nobody cares about the NBA until Christmas, January, really right in, right before the Super Bowl. The NFL cannot stand to lose. They are the number one conglomerate. And I have a suggestion, and I can't wait to discuss what the NFL, not, I'm not going to say should do because they don't know me, but if they really care about the player's safety, there's something that I think they can do that that will ensure that there's a football season this year, still give fans what they want, give the players what they want, and allow time for players, organizations to go through the proper testing and channels before the next following game. I'm going to say what they should do. <laughs> um, I know you say, you know, they don't know you, you don't know them, but – I I mean, you got an opinion, and I believe what we are going to get into next is what they should do. But, you know, going back into the news about preseason and let you guys know the game against the Vikings and the Cowboys has been canceled. So right now the Houston Texans with the two preseason games that they have, they will be squaring off against Seattle in Houston and the New Orleans Saints, of course, in New Orleans. With all that being said, John, I was kind of disappointed that the NFL canceled two of the preseason games because – Unlike years before, everyone always talks about how pointless the preseason is, but the preseason is an important time for any team, no matter the sport, 
that you play because you have a handful of guys who are going to make the final cut on the roster who are trying to get themselves back into game shape in order to prepare for the upcoming season. Then you have that small percentage of guys who are fighting for a roster spot. Normally it's the last two, three, four roster spots on the team. This is a season where you're coming into a time where you didn't have rookie OTAs. You did not have no kind of voluntary or involuntary workouts. Training camp has been pushed back. And I don't think two preseason games is enough not only to get everybody in shape, not only to get those last few roster spots taken care of, but if you're looking at a team like the Texans who have made a bunch of roster changes heading into the new season, they need that time in order to prepare and get familiar with one another. And that actually concerns me. Now, I get it. I understand why they cut those two preseason games down, and I do believe there should be more changes to the rosters other than taking away two preseason games. But at the end of the day, I just wish they would have came up with a different objective because it's going to be very important for these guys whenever they can hit the field. It's going to be very important for these guys to have as much time as possible in order to make 2020 a successful season. No, I, I absolutely agree. Let's keep this topic going. When we come back, we're going to discuss what can the NFL do to continuously stay ahead of the curve, keep their players safe, and what can they do to seize the moment with this NFL 2020-2021 season. Now, ever since this whole coronavirus thing really took a turn for the worse, we here on Locked On Texans have talked about a variety of ways the NFL, what, what the NFL can do in order to make sure that they – not only keep the players safe, but make sure that they have a season. And just like the players, just like the owners, just like the league itself, fans or whoever you or whoever you are, you want it, you 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 want football. But we all know that we cannot control this virus. Now, me personally, I actually brought up the situation where the NFL should at least think about pushing the season back at least two months. I know that's going to, I know that sounds weird, especially when you think of, okay, if you push the season back two months from now, then you're talking about having a Super Bowl like in March or April or sometime. But the reason why I consider the NFL pushing the season back at least two months is because that just gives a, a little bit more time to see what this virus can do. But John here has another suggestion what the NFL should do, which I think will be a valuable reason that Roger Cadell should consider. Well, let's just say this. As fans, fans are insane, right? But the reality of what sports does in this country, it's a lifesaver, right? And I literally mean, have you heard the Quran Butler story? Have you heard Patrick Willis' story? Have you heard, have you heard some of our athlete stories about where they came from, Shannon Sharp, uh, just to say the least, where they came from and what sports was able to do in their life, right? A lot of times, without sports, we wouldn't have some of these greats that we have. We wouldn't have Allen Iverson. We wouldn't have Randy Moss. If you've, if you've seen that 30 for 30s and you know what I'm talking about, we wouldn't have the Marcus Dupree's. We wouldn't have a lot of these players because sports bring structure. And discipline. 
But here's the thing about it. That doesn't mean it stops at the professional or collegiate athletes. Sports brings that discipline. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to take all the crap I got to take at work because I don't want to get off. My team is playing this Sunday night or my team is playing Monday night or I'm taking off because there's a big game on Sunday that I got to catch in the daytime or we're leaving church early because I got to go watch the game. It does not change. And I feel like that. You feel like that. The next guy feel like that. So on and so forth. I was talking to a friend. He was telling me that going to the games doesn't mean anything. And I think fans need to get that out their head. I should not go to any of these stadiums this year if I really want sports. But what I'm getting at is sports really does save lives. And so essentially when I look at this country and how this country is set up mentally, we need the games. We need sports. We need baseball. We need basketball. We need football, not because it's a need of necessity. It's a need of mentally or people will crack. And that's just the honest to God truth. So let's find ways to really do a couple of things. Keep everybody safe. That's number one. Keep everybody safe. The players safe, the organization safe, the, the front office guys, the, the, the water boys, the, Numbers guys, everybody, the owners, the, the the half owners. Let's keep everybody safe. Let's keep the TV contracts. Let's keep the fans safe. Let's keep everything that we've built over the past 50 plus years intact. But let's do it without fans in the stadium. So I'm thinking to myself, how could we do that? Right. And here's what I came up with. This calls for desperate times, right? Desperate times calls for desperate measures. Am I right? That's a saying. We've heard that all the time. Am I right, Cody? Yes, sir. 17 weeks. 17 weeks in the NFL season right now, right? You already knocked down a preseason game from four to two, which was already going to be knocked down from four to three with the new CBA starting off next year. And I think what this does, if I might add, it gives us an insight of, well, maybe we don't need that third preseason game anyway. But that's another conversation. But if we really want sports, 17 weeks of NFL, of running a screen for Deshaun Watson and rooting for J.J. and the Bulls on parade for this year, let's just get rid of all 16 games. Continue, Continue with the 17 weeks, but let's not have 16 games. Let's bring that 17 week, 16 game down to 17 weeks, but 12 games. And with those uh, four less games, which will give you the five weeks, that'll give you time to turn around time. If you got to fly wherever you have to fly to, you're going to be able to get there. Wherever you're traveling to and whatever you're traveling on, that'll be thoroughly cleaned down. And I've, I've worked in as a medical JSO, uh, well, as in the medical profession right now, cleaning this takes time, right? It, I mean, bleaching down to the corner of the corner. Let's do that with these planes or some of these buses. Where are we going to stay at? I, I read something where they were proposing not staying in hotels and hate them or love them. Tyron Matthew always speaks his mind. That's a terrible idea. Nobody's going to want to go out there and literally, you know, sacrifice their livelihood 
and then not be able to lay down in a hotel at least for 24 hours. The players are not going to fly for that. If they do, then that's just another head scratch for me. But use that time to knock down those 16 games to 12, still get your bye week, and that'll allow time for cleaning, that'll allow time for proper testing, that'll allow time for testing for players, coaches, head coaches, assistant coaches, uh, everybody, all the way up to anybody that traveled with that team on both sides on a Sunday, Monday, or Thursday, everybody gets properly tested, right? And so especially if you're coming up on your bye week, you get an extra week or however the NFL could break it down. But time in between, time in between, I think would do a tremendous job in player safety player health, and just continuously keeping the ball rolling. The TV contracts, the networks, everybody has to understand that desperate times cause for desperate measures. The NBA is coming up with their whole deal. The MLB has a shortened season. And if the NFL really, and I mean really wants this season, take away some of these games because the the more the more you have your players in contact with one another, the coaches with one of the players and so on and so forth, then the higher the risk. And if you have a team that has a breakout, let's say Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay has a, a, a corona breakout and Brady gets hit with the coronavirus. I mean, are you going to watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Let's bring it back home. And by no means am I wishing this upon anybody, but let's say – our star players here in Houston, our quarterback, he, he, he contracts it. Are we going to sit here and watch A.J. McCarron throw the football? I mean, it's just that's a disgusting thought. And I love A.J. McCarron, by the way. Taking all precautions and measures in between time. Take that time where you can just say, you know what? We can do, we can do it out. We can do it out this right now. If these players really want to play – Let's remove this. Let's remove this. And I would like to add, when we have shortened seasons, like when the the NBA had that lockout season, it was only 58 games. That was one of the best NBA seasons we've ever had. Shortened seasons heightens pressure, and pressure either busts pipes or it makes diamonds. And I'll tell you this, it could possibly be the same effect, but we'd have to see. But I think that's a very good proposal just take away some of these games right now. That I mean, I'm not gonna say it doesn't matter because the NFL every game matters. But if you really want to have the season, let's do some. Let's do away with some of these games. But with all that being said, while you sitting here trying to find out solutions, the NFL on the other hand, did you hear what they're trying to do lately? What's that? They have made a report by saying that they are trying to allow fans into the stands for this for this upcoming season. By making sure that every fan who are in attendance sign a waiver. That's their solution. Yeah, let's 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 uh <laughs> let's let's talk about that. I, I you know let's I guess we can bring it back to end it off. Okay, but before we move on, is this is also a real report that like I mentioned, some teams are thinking about flying to and from road games on the same day with no hotel. Check this out. This is from Sean Pendergrass, and I, I think this information is what needs to be out there as well for any thought of no hotel stay. 
The Texans, uh, he, t- he tweeted, zero chance the Texans are one of these teams. Five of the eight road games have afternoon Sunday starts, one at 1130 Central Time on Thanksgiving. And the TBD, which is to be determined, start at Indianapolis in week 15. The opener against Kansas City is on a Thursday night. There's no time for rest. There's no chance this will happen. Because if you do that, then your product would be sloppy, tired. And I don't want to see our players go out there without any rest and jeopardize like they're already doing more of their livelihood because they didn't get the proper amount of sleep or rest the night before the game before zero chance it happens. I, I think that's a, I think that's a dumb move. I really do. Today's July 2nd, which means we are a little over two months away from the start of the new NFL season. And John Roger Cadell and the NFL, they need to do something because time is starting to run out. And what I don't want to see happen, which the way things are going, this is probably going to be the like the 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 outcome, is for them to start the season, start preseason training camp or whatever. And there's a a virus outbreak amongst multiple teams around this league, and you are stuck in a situation where you have to. Not just suspend play like we saw in the NBA, but you have to cancel the whole season. That's going to be more heartbreaking, and that's going to do more damage to this league versus if they just take the initial steps right now and change up the schedule. Because we are less than well, we are a little over two months away from the start of a new season, and the way these the the, the numbers are going right now for this virus. I don't see how they're going to successfully get through a 17-week season plus playoffs. Hopefully, by the grace of God, hopefully by the playoffs or the potential start of playoffs, this virus will have died down or whatever. Yeah, and and let me again clarify. The 17 weeks is what I believe should stay, not 16 games, not that many games. Bring that down four or five games. Give that time for the players because – you know, essentially, they come first. You know, without players, I mean, you don't have you don't have a product to sell on TV, and you want that money, you got to keep your players happy and safe. So that that's my two cents on that. Uh, and I did want to bring back up what I mentioned earlier, really quick. Um, Teams now can designate an additional player to return from injury reserve uh, each year. Three now instead of two. Two practice squad players each week can be elevated to the team's active roster, and the team doesn't have to replace that player on the practice squad. Active game day rosters increase from 46 to 48 players. And practice squad ex- extended, I'm sorry, practice squad expanded from 10 to 12 players in 2021 then 14 players starting in 2022. I think right now, with everything going on, to allow teams full availability, full access, just in case, bump that 58, uh, 48 players right now up to uh, 50, and you can really see how you can continue changing that for this season only. 
And with the NFL offering fans the opportunity to sign waivers, hey, if a fan really wants to go to that game with his family on a Sunday afternoon and tailgate, go right ahead. You sign that waiver. Listen, when I think of waivers in football, I think of any given Sunday when Shark was, I think, three three tackles and one sack away from his million-dollar bonus. And if he had the opportunity to play, but the thing was, if he sustained one more concussion, he could have possibly died on the field. And they made him sign a waiver in order to play. Extreme, yes. But here's what I'm saying. If you really believe you're going to – you're going to be A-OK in your eye, man. If you believe you're stronger or just as strong as Shark, go right ahead. Go ahead. Hey, sign the waiver. That way, if something happens, because we we know people will find any reason, any way to try to sue to get money, and the NFL wash their hands completely clean. And I, w- I wouldn't be shocked if fans sign those waivers, go to the game, and they still call coronavirus with all the precautions that the NFL – you know, they're taking right now. So go right ahead. Who am I to stop you from doing what you want to do? Just remember, Shark nearly did die on on that football field. And if there was a part two to any given Sunday, I think we would be examining Shark's brain for mental whatever and, and craziness due to concussion and CTE. They didn't show you. They didn't sh- Cody, they didn't show us the after effect of that million dollar <laughs> bonus that he just uh, like. I, I love that movie. I, I think that is the greatest sports movie. I think that movie is so great and phenomenal. I don't classify it as a sports movie. I just technically have to. That's how great of a movie it is. It doesn't show you a couple of things. It doesn't show you how Willie Beeman did in his first four years starting when um when when uh. Coach, I don't know why I can't think of his name right now, uh, went to the other expansion team. Doesn't show you how the Sharks did after everything with that season took place and they was able to move up from where they were and they got the, the OC became the new head coach. But it definitely doesn't show you what happened to Shark after he got dragged off the field and he couldn't move his head. Doesn't show you that. But – John, some sports guy Hickman with two Y's, of course. I would tell you to follow me on Twitter. But right now, I'm just off of my Twitter page. It's too sad. So I'm operating on the Locked On Texans page, which leads me to tell you to follow me on, follow us on Locked On Texans on Twitter and like us on Facebook as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. And as always, please remember to subscribe to Locked On Texans and leave a five-star review on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Picture Microphone, Spotify, and all of your favorite podcast streaming services. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.